What's new on Grab It TV? Absolutely everything. We've got daily news shows, sports, weather, comedy, inspirational shows, fast cars, and a whole lot more. If you aren't watching Grab It TV, you're really missing out. It's free for you and free from censorship. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe today. Hello, hello, and welcome to World of Matchups, coming to you live and direct from the Grabit Television Studios in sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. I am your host, Dexter Reed, and welcome to week one. We have football, finally. Last night's game was a barn burner. Let's start off talking about last night. Tampa Bay, the reigning Super Bowl defending champion, ring ceremony buccaneers. Welcome in the Dallas Cowboys to what a lot of people myself included, thought was going to be an absolute bludgeoning. Well, I'm here to tell you, Dallas showed up, and they brought a little bit of explosive firepower of their own. Let's talk about this. Dak Prescott, everybody was concerned. What Dak are we going to get? Dak is hurt. Oh, my goodness, the shoulder. Dak looked like vintage Joe Montana out there, was throwing darts all over the place. Amari Cooper looked like Jerry Rice. I was shocked. I couldn't believe what was happening. At one point, I thought, wow, Dallas might actually pull this game out. But they were not to be undone by the ageless wonder, Thomas Brady, who you know I can't stand, but the guy has to get his flowers. How's it possible it keeps getting better even after all these years? Kind of makes you wonder what Foot Locker is up to. You know, that's an unfortunate mindset you got there. Tom Brady. Just because something's great year after year doesn't mean anything's going on. Why can't some things just be great? 44 years old. At one point last night, I said to my wife, Tom Brady could be 50 years old playing in the National Football League with the protection that he gets. He's throwing bombs all over the place. Sure, Brady's good for a couple picks, but when have you seen a player that can afford to win a game with four turnovers? It's unbelievable. One problem I had with this game, though, and the problems that I always seem to have with Tom Brady is that he gets all the calls. His teams get all the calls. And late in the game, they're driving for the win, Offensive pass interference on Godwin is clearly not called. Look at this. That is a clear indication of a shove-off. Now, some people want to say he was being grabbed, he was being tugged. You can't let the refs decide the game in that spot. Folks, if we're going to call the games right, let's call the games right or not at all. I'm here to tell you the NFL is scripted. I'm always going to have a problem with that. It's not fixed, but they definitely have an agenda to push. The golden boy Tom Brady swinging his swan song out. They want to keep him relevant. They want to keep him in there. A lot of people will say, well, Dex, that's just sour grapes. I got news for you. That very same play happened in the Super Bowl when George Kittle caught a bomb from Jimmy Garoppolo at a crucial point in the game, and he hardly touched Daniel Sorensen, and he got flagged for that. Now, I'm here to tell you, if that flag's not thrown, the Kansas City Chiefs probably don't win that Super Bowl. Why is it okay one place, but not okay somewhere else? I'll tell you why. Two words. Tom Brady. I like the Buccaneers. I like what they did. I was completely wrong on the spread, but they're going to be okay. 
I'm worried about their secondary. Murphy Bunting's out. You could throw all over them. Dallas got a raw deal, but Dallas is going to be okay. Okay, Eagles at the Falcons. Let's talk about week one's 10 a.m. games. Jalen Hurts is going to run all over this defense. I don't love the Falcons, but I do love them at home. I don't think the Eagles are a very good team. You're going to see a lot of balls in the air, but Jalen Hurts will be a difference maker in this game, but he won't be a difference maker enough for the Eagles to win this game simply because there's too much firepower on the other side. I like Atlanta to win this game. I like Calvin Ridley to feast. I like Kyle Pitts to feast. I like Mike Davis to eat. And while Matt Ryan is a statue, I think they'll have enough to win this game. I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons to win. Next, the New York Jets at the Carolina Panthers, the Sam Darnold revenge game. I love the Carolina Panthers in this game. We all know that the Jets are perennially bad. Darnold's going to have a chip on his shoulder. The Jets have nobody that can stop CMC. The whole defense collectively is not going to be able to stop CMC. Watch out for guys like DJ Moore. Watch out for guys like Robbie Anderson. The Jets might keep it close, but I just can't see a world where they win this game. Next, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Washington football team. I told you guys last week during the NFC breakdown how much I like Washington here. I like their defense. I like their offense. A lot of people don't like Fitzpatrick, but there's no better stopgap right now until you can go draft a quarterback or trade for a quarterback than Fitzmagic. Now, Austin Eckler, hamstring problems, that's huge. That guy's a pain in the neck to deal with. If he can't go, I like Washington going away in this game. Right now, I believe it's a pick em. I think that defense is all over Justin Herbert. I really think Antonio Gibson is ascending. A lot of people are concerned about Fitzmagic, but I don't think it will be Fitztragic. I see him and McLaurin hitting, locking up at least twice in this game. Take Washington and go to Sizzler. Next, San Francisco 49ers at Detroit Lions. I don't even know why we're breaking down this game because it's going to be a resounding Niner, Niner win by far and away. Goff is going to be in headlights. The Niner defense is back. They are rested. They are healthy. Kyle Shanahan will have them ready to play on the road. They are huge favorites. Jared Goff, anywhere right now, you cannot trust. Maybe him and TJ Hawkinson will make some magic, but I don't see the Lions doing more than maybe scoring 10, 14 points, which definitely won't be enough. They are going to get run on. Mostert, Sermon, they are going to rush for at least 100 yards, maybe even more, and George Kittle coming off that injury is just itching to line somebody up and run them over. Take the Niners, take them big, and go eat a pizza. Next. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. This is a tricky one. This could be the type of game that goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But I'm here to tell you that Josh Allen's going to have a big day here. He got paid. He's got the whole city of Buffalo behind him. They're going to find a way to win this game. And I'm simply taking them based on the fact that they are at home. The Steelers are never the same team on the road. Big Ben is a year older. That defense in Buffalo is quick is fast they will find a way to get at him because that offensive line is in shambles already in Pittsburgh watch out for guys like Najee Harris going to be trying to make a name for himself but teams go to Buffalo all the time looking to win and they get upset I think it'll be closer than a lot of people think 
I like the offensive players on both sides, but in the end, the best player on the field will be the difference maker, and that is potential MVP, Mr. Josh Allen. Next, Seahawks at the Indianapolis Colts. This is going to be the closest game of the week. This, to me, is fool's gold, okay? And I'm taking the Colts here. A lot of people are like, what? You're taking Winston the Colts? I am, okay? I do not trust the Seattle Seahawks away from the 12th man. They're a different team. Are they going to ever let Russ cook? I keep hearing about letting Russ cook. You could give Russ a, a restaurant and still not let this guy cook, all right? I don't trust Chris Carson. I don't trust DJ Dallas. I don't trust Rashad Penny. Those guys are always a mash unit and walking wounded. And if they can hold, slow down, if they can slow down DK Metcalf, the black Chuck Norris, and they can keep locking at bay, this is a game that I think that they can steal. I see maybe a one or two point win on the heels of their kicker, Rodrigo Blankenship. Take Indy here. Home dogs pay dividends. Next, the Vikings at the Bengals, the Bungles. This is going to be simply the Dalvin Cook show, all right? Dalvin Cook is a monster. This might be the year that he surpasses McCaffrey as RB1. Don't sleep. Don't snore. It could absolutely happen if this guy stays healthy. He has the talent. He's got the tools. He's got the line. He's got it all, okay? Burrow will struggle in this Vikings, this Vikings win. I told you guys about Joe Burrow. They've been hiding him. The injury, he's not back yet. You know what I mean? The lines are terrible. Mixon is good, but he's not good enough to take that kind of pressure off Burrow since he's got no home field to speak of. Kirk Cousins will do enough to get the wide receivers involved. People keep sleeping on Adam Thielen. He's, no, he's not just a feel-good story. Adam Thielen is still the great white hope. 14 touchdowns last year on like 80 targets. He's good. Justin Jefferson ascending. This will be enough for this team to win by at least a touchdown. Next, Jags at the Texans. Could you have picked a better start for the golden boy to have? Trevor Lawrence is going to come out, and he's going to come out in a big way. He's going to destroy this team. He's going to blow the doors off. I, I'm Right now, write it down. Trevor Lawrence will have at least two touchdowns, maybe even three. Why? Because Houston's defense is abysmal. They are perennially bad. They've got nothing going for him except the whole stable of running backs. Who's catching the ball? Brandon Cooks? Eh, maybe. But who's throwing the ball? Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor is museum old. He got a punch punctured lung last year. This is your starting quarterback? They got you guys should have brought in Cam. Shame on you, Houston. And and you're gonna get beat down this week. I'm taking the Jags. I'm watching them run all over you with impunity, and I'm going to feel good about it. Something like a six- to seven-point win, which would be huge for the Jags, and people are going to now start looking at Trevor Lawrence kind of the same way they were looking at Manning during his first couple years. While he was bad, you knew, you know, because of all the picks that were there, but the touchdowns were there too, you know what I mean, Spencer? And all of a sudden, everybody was like, oh, wow, man, there's something here. I'm not saying he's going to be the next Manning, but Trevor Lawrence is the real deal, and you're going to see it come Sunday. Next, Cardinals at Titans. Touchdown, Titans! Touchdown, Titans! I cannot wait to hear that. I cannot wait. I love me some Derrick Henry. Let's just talk about Derrick Henry. I mean, the, st the stiff arms. He, he the stiff arm, he pushed Josh Norman into 2025. Yes, he did. He gives it to Henry. Henry trying to get to the outside.
Josh Norman doesn't know where he is right now, and that was a couple of years ago. He's going to run all over at the, the Arizona Cardinals. It's, it's, it's coming, okay? But this will be a closer game than a lot of people think. Kyler Murray is going to do some work. Hopkins is going to do some work. Why? Because the Titans' defense is not good. So it could kind of be a shootout. I'd like to see a ground and pound it out. Chase Edmonds, eh. James Conner, eh. Only way the, the Cardinals are winning this game is if they throw the ball at least 40 times, which I'm not so sure that they can do because Murray's more of a running quarterback. If Rabel pulls out his playbook and gives Henry the ball 25 times, this should be a resounding Titan victory. Touchdown Titans all day, every day. All right, that's the 10 o'clockers. We're going to take a second. We're going to roll into a commercial break. Coming out of the break, we're going to talk about our player to watch. My name is Dexter Reed, and you're watching World of Matchups. Don't go away. Welcome back to the show. Our Player to Watch segment this week is sponsored by Insurance Lounge. Finding an insurance plan that is right for you and your budget can be challenging. At Insurance Lounge, we can help you compare home, auto, life, health, and more insurance policies to find the one that works best for you. Our experts make the insurance purchasing experience easy and fun. Whether you're looking to help your teenager get their first car insurance plan or you're hoping to start retirement assistance, Insurance Lounge has you covered. Get a quote today in the most convenient way for you, whether in person, online, or by calling our team at 866-459-2166. InsuranceLounge.com. Check it out. All right, let's move on to the, talking about our player to watch, which this week will be Mr. Patrick Mahomes Jr. Now, the last time we saw Patrick Mahomes, he was running for his life. Creed Humphrey comes in. Trey Smith comes in. Duvernay Tardif comes back. It's a complete, it's like they bought a house, turned it into a fixer-upper, and now it's like a mansion. There's only one problem. You got three rookies potentially starting, and no one's seen these guys play outside of preseason. We need to watch what Patrick Mahomes is going to do on Sunday because there are no scrubs on the Cleveland Browns. Miles Garrett, good. Davion Clowney, good. This is going to be a huge test for that, that offensive line. And if you see Patrick Mahomes doing any of what you're watching on the screen right now, there's no lock that the Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. I'm here to tell you. There's nothing written in stone. If you cannot protect your investment, you cannot win in the NFL. Watch Patrick Mahomes. Watch his footwork. Are they scoring with ease? Is his jersey clean? These are all things we want to keep our eyes on, folks, because I'm here to tell you, if it looks anything like what you're watching right now, it could potentially be a longer year in Kansas City than some people think. Honorable mention, Saquon Barkley. We would be remiss to not talk about Saquon Barkley coming off a humongous injury. Now, we know the Giants are going to ease him back, but, boy, our eyes got to be on him. Is he tentative? Is he not wanting to make the jump cuts that he used to make? Is his foot really going in the ground the way it used to be? Or are they only giving him like four or five touches? Are they throwing him the screens? Is he the Saquon Barkley of old? Some guys come back from this injury, and they are. Other guys come back from this injury, and they're never the same. 
Going into the 125 games, these are all PST, Vegas time, Browns at Chiefs. This has the potential to be one of the best games this week. You're going to see some really, really good players on the field. The ascension of Baker Mayfield. This guy's trying to get a big contract. Can they protect Patrick Mahomes like we just talked about in the player to watch session? Is Tyreek Hill going to be running wild? I mean, the Chiefs are they are not huge favorites, but the last time we saw these two teams play, the Browns were within an inch of taking that playoff game. And, and Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb said that that's a game they felt like they let go. They felt like they lost the game more than the Chiefs won the game, which is a big statement when you're trying to take down a juggernaut like Kansas City. Look for Travis Kelsey. Look for Tyreek Hill. Look for all the skilled players to do what they do. Look, the only reason that you saw the Chiefs get beat up so badly in the Super Bowl is that they were down their tackles. The tackles are back. They're younger, they're faster, they're stronger, they're better. These guys are going to get off like they always do. The question I have is, can the Browns score enough? I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm not betting against the Chiefs at home after an embarrassment. I've seen enough in preseason to know that this is a game that they should win and a game that they will win. Lay the wood. Next, Dolphins at Pats. Patriots, so happy that they got rid of Cam, Scam, Newton. And I, I, I love Mac Jones. I don't know why I like Mac Jones. I just do. You know, he's like a fat guy who's playing quarterback. And I'm here to tell you that they're grooming this guy to be the next Tom Brady. They really are. Cam Newton was not the quarterback with the type of skill set that works well with the Patriots. They need a grinded-out guy. They're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to make their opportune throws. They're going to hit their tight ends, and their defense is going to win the game. I think that they're going to win this game going away, and they're my best bet this week. They're my best bet. I love the Patriots this, this year. I just love them this year. I think people are sleeping on them. I think that they could potentially go back to the playoffs and make some noise. They kind of remind me when Brady took the helm. Kind of remind me about that. And while Gilly Lock is out, the defense is still good. People, don't forget that they were missing a lot of pieces on defense last year. And also don't forget, and Bill will never admit this, he's watching what Brady's doing. I've never seen two people coaching players' legacy be intertwined the same way. He's watching. You don't think Bill Belichick was at home last night with the footy pajamas and the fireplace and his dog watching Tom light it up last night? You know he was. And he knows that his legacy rests on at least being as good, if not better. Well, you won without me? Well, watch. Watch what I do. Watch how it go down now. I love them this, this year, I, and I love them this week. I like Tua, but I think he's in a tough spot. I think going to Foxborough week one, I don't think they're going to get their doors blown off, but I think they'll win. I think they'll cover the spread easily. I think this is my best bet, and I, I love them. Lay, lay, lay the wood. The Pats, Bill Belichick is the, one of the best offensive and defensive-minded coaches in the history of the NFL, and he does this better than anyone. He takes away the other team's best player, and rookie quarterbacks, second-year quarterbacks, they poop their pants when they come to his house. Next. Broncos at Giants. I don't like the Giants here at all. I think the Giants are in trouble. I think that – I think you. this is a make-or-break year for, for Daniel Jones, and, and I, I think they're running into a buzzsaw. Not that 
not that Denver is the Denver that the won the Super Bowl, but you know, naming touchdown Teddy as the quarterback is huge. They've got weapons. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. If Javante Williams touches the ball ten times in this game, the Giants have no chance of winning. Cortland Sutton's back, has something to prove. Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. I love Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy's gonna put these guys on ice skates. I'm not a big fan outside of Jabril Preppers of anybody in that secondary. I just don't think the Giants can score enough. They still have a good defense. Saquon is not 100%. They're going to ease him back in. How are the Giants going to score? How are the Giants going to score? Email me at worldofmatchups@outlook.com and tell me, how are the Giants going to score 17? If, if you don't have that answer, you need to be taking the Broncos. Next, Packers at Saints. This game got flexed to Jacksonville because of Hurricane Ida, which kind of downgrades all the Saints' skill players. That turf, you know, that's their deal out in New Orleans. And I don't know. I, I, I don't see them winning this game. I know Jameis was named the starting quarterback. Jameis has got a different skill set than Drew Brees. I think that Aaron Rodgers is antsy to kind of put the drama behind him and get back to being what he is, and that's a great football player. Devontae's going to eat. Aaron Jones is going to eat. You know, you may see a little Tanyan sprinkled in. If A.J. Dillon touches the ball, someone's getting trucked. I mean, I worry about Alvin Kamara. I mean, I know the Packers' defense is nothing, you know, they're like Swiss cheese. But, you know, you take Kamara off turf, and he's somewhat slowed down a little bit. I like a lot of fireworks in this game. There's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. I don't know what the over is in this game, but I take the over if you're better. You know what I mean? But just to straight win, I, I like the Packers here. I think that they'll have more. Usually when there's games like this where, like last night's a perfect example, where you just got studs everywhere, you take the team with the best player. And that's Aaron Rodgers. No matter how you want to cut it, everyone wants to talk about it. It's a young quarterback's league now, Spence. But the truth is, is that Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, they're not going anywhere just yet. They, they, they like their legacy, but there's more, that, there's more that they want to add to their legacy. And I think this is going to be a season for Aaron Rodgers where he's like, okay, all you guys been poo-pooing on my name and saying this about me and that about me, and I'm going to drop another 45 touchdowns and 4,500 yards, maybe even more. He People keep sleeping. Aaron could, Aaron Rodgers could quietly be MVP again, too. Why are we not mentioning that? It's a possibility. Sunday night football. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Bears at the Rams. This is not the Lambs anymore, folks. This is the Rams. This is also not the Rams team that went to the Super Bowl, led by Jared Goff. Sean McVay couldn't wait to get rid of Goff, and now he's got Matthew Stafford, which I believe this is a huge, huge upgrade. And I think it's going to show. I think that the cornerbacks from the Bears are going to have real problems with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Robert Woods on the end around is dangerous. Cup is going to be bounce back player of the year. He is um, the great white hope junior. You know what I mean? Like it, it, He's like if Jordy Nelson had a baby, it'd be Cooper Cup. You know, that's kind of how I, I envision Cooper Cup. I think he's going to come back in a big way. I'm not too concerned about the lack of a running game on the side of the Rams. They've got Aaron Donald, man. Aaron Donald is a whole team in and of himself. There's like 32 NFL teams, and then there's Aaron Donald. You know what I mean? And it's going to show Khalil Mack's not on that level anymore. You know, David Montgomery's going to have a hard time finding room to run. Andy Dalton under lights. Spencer, 
if you can't do this now, at some point, do this and find it for me. Andy Dalton's last 10 games on Sunday night football and Monday night football, what his stats have been like, it's been absolutely egregious. Absolutely. There's like a word that I don't even know yet for how bad he was. I mean, you want to talk about stinking up the joint. He's not a good big game quarterback. I think this could be the type of thing where we see Justin Fields because they get their doors blown off 35 nothing. I almost feel like they're looking, Matt Nagy's looking for a reason to introduce Justin Fields. And I think Justin Fields deserved the Manning treatment, and you throw him out there and you let him take his lumps early because this is the type of game that a young quarterback will learn from. What is Andy Dalton bringing to the table that's going to tell me that they are going to have the best chance to win with him in there? I don't know. This is not Cincinnati anymore, bro, and you look less than stellar last year at Dallas. I'm not a fan. I think they win big. I think the Rams win big, 31-17, 31-10, and it's going to be entertaining, but most of it's going to come from the Rams side. All right. We are done, but we're not. We're going to take a small break here, and we're going to come back to my favorite part of this show, the best part of the show, the game of the week with special guest, a man that needs no introduction anywhere in a civilized free world, especially right here in Las Vegas, Nevada, Mr. Rob Harrison. You're watching World of Matchups. Stay tuned. My name is Dexter Reed, and don't go nowhere. Let's go. What's new on Grab It TV? Absolutely everything. We've got daily news shows, sports, weather, comedy, inspirational shows, fast cars, and a whole lot more. If you aren't watching Grab It TV, you're really missing out. It's free for you and free from censorship. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe today. Welcome back to the program, everyone. Before we venture into our Game of the Week and special guest, we must welcome in our Game of the Week sponsor for the entire season, Stacey Harrison of Felony Fitness. Folks, Felony Fitness isn't for the faint of heart. Felony Fitness promotes solely the four Fs, no fear, no forgiveness, no failure, and no false hopes. Those who say whatever doesn't kill you will make you stronger, be patient because we're coming back around to finish the job. Felony Fitness now, Felony Fitness forever. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to the Game of the Week portion of our show. This week, we are bringing in special guest, local from Las Vegas, Nevada, Mr. Rob Harrison. Rob, welcome to World of Matchups. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So this week's Game of the Week is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders hosting the Baltimore Ravens. I think this is going to be a fantastic matchup. I could not be happier to see them actually be able to have fans, albeit vaccinated fans. You're going to have a full stadium. Let's talk about the three most pertinent things you see, need to see from the Raiders to win on Monday night. Uh, three most pertinent things that I'm going to need to see from my hometown team now. I love to say it, though. My hometown Raiders, I need to see Derek Carr step it up and become that tier one quarterback that we all know he can become. I was a little bit on the fence about him, but being pro football focuses, number nine ranked quarterback coming into the league, we need to put a little more respect on his name. The very next thing we need to see is that running back platoon take off and do the things that it needs to do. You know, we all know we have Josh Jacobs, Alabama running back, Kenyon Drake, another Alabama running back, a little bit of yin yang, and we're going to throw a little Jalen Richard out there to catch the little passes that, you know, in the fourth quarter that we need to catch up. 
Last but not least, and I say this every year, and it's the biggest if for us every year, the defense. And it's not necessarily just on the DBs and on the safeties. It's the defensive line. We all know Mad Max Crosby is the man, but we need to see a lot more people step it up. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Corey Littleton, who's my tight end eraser, step it up and stop Mark Andrews. And I also am looking forward to seeing what we can do as a tandem under Gus Bradley becoming our defensive coordinator. I like it. I like it. Woo! He's bringing the heat right now, Spence. All right, so... Talk about your defense, and I tend to agree with you on all fronts. I could not have said that better myself. I think your biggest Achilles heel year in, year out is your defense because you can't stop anybody, especially not on third down. So coming in, we've got the Ravens, who have just been – somebody put a spell on Baltimore. Everyone's hurt. ACL's galore. Gus, Gus Edwards goes down. Marcus Peters goes down in the same day with the same injury. This is after J.K. Dobbins went down last week. I mean, they are losing skilled players galore. But they still have the one, the only, Lamar Jackson, who knows that everyone is saying the same thing about him, that he needs to put the ball in the air, and he needs to stop being Mr. Stats, and he needs to go out there and not just win an MVP, but get to the playoffs and win a playoff game. My question to you, how do you stop Lamar on Monday night? Because you know he is going to eat. You know this. How do you slow him down or stop him altogether? You know, it's, it's really fitting that you said the one and only because I'm looking at this roster. He is the only. Sammy Watkins, uh, the Chiefs didn't miss a beat without him, will they? No, I don't think so. I mean, Justice Hill, you didn't mention his injury. He's gone there, too. Yeah. 3,000 rushing yards last year. 1,005 are, are currently on the roster. That's Lamar Jackson. You have no Robert Griffin, who had almost about 150. You have no Hill. You have no Edwards. You have no Dobbins. There's nothing on that team. Yeah. Hollywood Brown, can he stay healthy? Hmm, that's a very hard question to answer, but I'll answer it. Absolutely not. Yeah. There's nothing that the Ravens can bring to the Raiders this year that we fear. And we took one of their best players, Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. Let's not underrate him. Everybody was one of him when he was on the Jaguars. He kind of had a so-so part of the season after he went to the Ravens. But do we blame the Ravens or do we want to look at uh, Ngakwe from the old? I personally think that Ngakwe from the old is going to come in. He's going to hit Lamar right in the mouth. And the reason that is also going to be talked about is because they got rid of Orlando Brown, yeah. who's one of the best pass-blocking left tackles in the league. And you move Ronnie Stanley, who was one of the Word. decent right tackles, to the most important position. Yeah. So now we put Lamar Jackson in a position where he has to throw the ball. Tell me, Dexter, how has that fared in the past when they were down uh, down points in the game and had to come back on his arm? Oh, yeah, no. I'm listening. You're, bro, you are preaching to the choir. I was telling Spencer that this is going to be our game of the week six weeks ago. And if everyone was healthy, if none of these injuries happened, I was still taking the Raiders. It kind of reminds me of when the Houston Texans had their very first home game ever. And they played the big, bad, mighty Cowboys. Remember that? This is years yeah, ago. <laughs> and they won that game and everybody was shook. Everybody was like, what just happened? Are you kidding me? The Texans beat the Cowboys? I'm here to tell you that one of the best home field advantages new to the NFL this year is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders because people got that pent-up aggression from COVID. They're spending a trillion dollars to go. You know what I mean? So they're going to get their money's worth. Spencer the Wiz is actually going to be there. Rob, you're going to be there. I know you guys are going to be bringing the energy. And we know how that type of energy can galvanize a team and 
it propels them to win. I mean, look at a team like Kansas City. I, if Kansas City didn't have their fans, they would have never won that Super Bowl a couple years ago. Your fans are huge. And so I think for sure that the Raiders are going to win this game. I think they're going to win this game going away. Forget point spreads and all that. I think they're going to win this game. I think they're going to punch the Ravens in the mouth. The, way, the Ravens right now are a wounded animal. All they have is Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson. That's all they have. If they can control the clock at all, they'll have a shot. I don't think we can really discount what Lamar can do because he can be a one-man show. We've seen it, but it's all stats. It's never wins. So I don't want to talk about them like they have no shot because it wouldn't surprise me if somehow, you know, what you always expect to happen in the NFL never happens. So it wouldn't surprise you if somehow they pulled out a win, some special teams, crazy plays happen. I mean, the the Raiders are sometimes still going to Raider. I mean, let's – we, let's, the Raiders are going to Raiders sometimes. Let's not talk about them like they've won the Super Bowl in the last couple of years. But but I'm real. I'm on the. I'm driving. This, I'm on the same bus as you right now. I'm on the same bus as you. Let's talk about one of my favorite players in the whole National Football League. And I actually sent this guy a letter to the stadium this week, and I hope he gets it because I want him on the show so bad. Let's talk about Darren Waller. I think this is one of the best stories in the whole National Football League. A man that goes from tragedy to triumph. Tell me what you're thinking about Darren Waller. I personally think that he could actually be TE1 this year over Travis Kelsey. I know people out there in Chiefs Kingdom think I'm crazy, but he's the offense. What do you think? Well, we run that offense through Darren Waller. We, uh, we release him into screens. We release him into back shoulder catches. We have him running the field, running fade routes, wheel routes, screens. There's, there's nothing this man can't do. But I think more importantly, when we think about a tight end one, we always want to think about the offensive stats. And there's no doubt in my mind, when you think about offensive tight end stats, we're going to go with Travis Kelsey. But there's a little bit more of intangibles when you play into a West Coast offense under John Gruden. And one of those things is a tight end has to block. A tight end sometimes comes into the game, and his job on this play is to block. There will be no release for Darren Waller. And what makes him so dangerous is that he is an underrated blocker, especially with the fullback that's going to chip block with him. Now, we get that going one, two quarters in, and the defense starts trying to max press against us. That's when we release him, have the fullback pick up the blitz, and that's why you see Darren Waller opening the flat and then just straight embarrassing people with his athleticism. Does he have the athleticism of a George Kittle or maybe of a Travis Kelsey? I would say he's up there. But the one thing that he has that they don't have is that consummate chip on his shoulder from being forgotten, from being discarded. And he appreciates that home that he's going to be playing in. 65,000 strong of us, 15,000 inside the parking lot, millions of us watching around the world. We will all be chanting Darren Waller's name after the end of this game. Yeah, I, dude, I'm right there with you. I mean, I'm a fan of a team in in the same division and it's like a huge division rival. And I still love Darren Waller. You know what I mean? I mean, he's a bologna sandwich that turned into a filet mignon. I mean, his story is fantastic. I mean, if there's any player in the NFL that I would love to get on this show right now, it's him just because like, there's a lot of similarities between his story and my story. And I just think he's, I want a title fantasy football title with Darren Waller. Like, I love <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, right. I don't know every now and then you just get a man crush in the NFL and it's just what it is. You know what I mean? Like, Chase Young on the defensive side of the ball. Darren Waller on the offensive side of the ball. Like, let's roll. You know what I mean? Um, we're going to wrap it up here. We don't want to run wax poetic too long. You know, I, I really appreciate you coming on, but we'd be remiss if I didn't give you an opportunity to um, tell us a little bit about Felony Fitness before we let you go. 
I just want to let you know, Thunder Fitness is a lifestyle brand. It's branded around the things of uh, a nature that are considered thought crimes in the fitness industry. Uh, we don't play around when we work out. We don't play around when we outside the gym either. And I believe that that philosophy is something that's sorely needed in Vegas. And my company's bringing it every day. That's what's up, man. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right here, straight from the horse's mouth. A man that needs no introduction anywhere in the civilized free world. One of the biggest Raider fans you'll ever meet. I'm actually rooting for y'all this year, even though I'm not feeling y'all like that. You know, as long as you don't do it as good versus my team, we're good. But I'm going to show y'all love. We thank you for coming on the show. We look forward to having you back on the show. We appreciate you bringing the heat. Ladies and gentlemen, let's have a round of applause for Mr. Rob Harrison. All right. That's the show. But before we close up, folks, let's talk a little bit about my picks this week. I am taking Kansas City, Atlanta, Carolina, the Washington football team, the San Francisco 49ers, the Buffalo Bills, the Indianapolis Colts, the Minnesota Vikings, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Tennessee Touchdown Titans, the Patriots are my best bet, the Broncos, the Pack, the Rams, and the Raiders. We thank you so much for watching the show. Special thanks once again go out to our sponsors, Insurance Lounge and Felony Fitness. We appreciate you sewing into the show the way you have. We will continue to bring you real talk for real understanding on the NFL, and we look to continuing to grow your businesses as if it's our own. We here at World of Matchups are all over social media. Please like Find us at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. That's where you're going to get notifications about when we're coming on, all our new content, and any and any and all pertinent information that's coming out of the National Football League from my heart to your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, my name is Dexter Reed. I have been your host today and will be your host all season long. And you are listening to the most progressive uncensored comprehensive national football league television show to hit the big screen this year on behalf of grab it television spencer the whiz to my right and myself you have been watching world of matchups we'll see you next week